The Bad and Ambitious Podcast is an unfiltered and authentic podcast where I will be discussing topics relating to self-improvement, finance, and relationships. I'm redefining what a bad bitch is, and I'm giving you the tools to be your most well-rounded and confident self. Follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For up-to-date information and motivational content, follow my Instagram at the Bad and Ambitious Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello baddies, welcome back to the Bad and Ambitious podcast. On today's episode, I have a special guest. Her name is Nikki, and we're going to talk about tips for novices on their fitness and health journey. Today, we're going to talk about our fitness journeys, and you're going to give us some tips on how to be a little gym baddie. (laughs) After we spoke, or you had mentioned this, I was like just jotting down some points here and not really like giving it a priority of like what's most important to least important is just things that I know that have come up throughout my experience and then helping others as well so I thought this would be very helpful yes I think a lot of people are lost as am I and (laughs) let's start off by saying how we met because we met at my first job Panera and it was pretty cool because that was a long time ago And you had said that I actually got you into lifting, right? Yeah, and that's funny because I'm glad that you made note of that because I wanted to speak of that as well. How funny, like full circle, right? Um, I know. (laughs) We met, so basically when I moved here in 2013, so we've known each other since, for almost 10 years, I think. Yes. Crazy. And um, I remember we had like a short conversation and you mentioned yeah you're going to the gym and for you it was more so you were lifting weights to gain weight because I remember yeah I was a little skinny girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 and 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 it was um and I not that I had never been in the gym but you know for everyone for most females who hop in the gym for the first time we're focused solely on going on the ellipticals or only cardio machines I was kind of dabbling between some weight machines but I was kind of lost right so when you told me you were lifting weights I was like oh shit that's pretty cool so I I remember I would text you when I would go to LA Fitness after Panera and be like okay so what do you do for legs how do you (laughs) work out what do you do for your butt (laughs) and um and here we are how many years later and um you know that it's it's just crazy how you know where life takes you yeah and you're the one training people now and I'm the one still like kind of (laughs) lost you're not lost I mean you kind of know the gist of it I see your post and um, things that you put out which most of the time when I do see anyone posting about fitness or um you know, making nutrition advice, like I'm very attentive. And for the most part, I haven't like shake, um, shaken my head to your, <laughs> okay, good. your, your, your post. Yeah. So you've been giving pretty good advice. Cool. Also random. Can you tell us where you're from? Cause I think it's pretty cool. So I'm originally from Saipan. Uh, let me spell it out. S-A-I-P-A-N. For those who are not familiar, that's a tiny uh, island in the South Pacific. If you're familiar with Guam, we are a neighboring island, about 45 minutes of a plane ride north. Um, And if you're familiar with the Marianas Trench, we are right along the Marianas Trench. We are considered the Northern Mariana Islands and Saipan is the capital of the Northern Mariana Islands. So Google it. Yeah, it's pretty cool because like you don't really hear about that. And you got to represent, you know, where you came from. Of course. So let's get right into it. Okay. Your first point is about diet, which I think is very important. Yeah. Um, so I just made a note here about changing your diet cold, cold turkey. So what I see often, or I've, done, I've done it too, right? So you see, especially on social media, on the internet, bodybuilders specifically, they talk about, you know, chicken, rice, broccoli, very bland. And that's kind of how I was in the very beginning of my fitness journey. I was like, okay, this is how it has to go. This is, you know, the blueprint of how I'm going to lose weight and look good. And (laughs) so I literally cut everything out. I was having, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice and maybe sub the rice for sweet potatoes depending on my day and how my mood was and 
I can tell you it was it was okay for a certain amount of time, but then eventually it kind of got boring, and especially because I didn't season my foods, and my whole thought process was okay. I if you season your foods, that's bad, bad for your health. You're just not going to help you with losing weight, and that just comes with you know not being knowledgeable around the whole nutrition and what the purpose is. Um, you know, with fueling your body in general. So what I made note here is, yeah, thinking strict is not the way to go. You know, instead, when you're starting your fitness journey and your health journey, you should be more intentional about your daily meal. Uh, Really focus on making small changes. Uh, And what you'll see often, especially if you make notes of your own foods, you know, or if any beginner lifter starts making notes of what their daily food intake is you'll often find that protein is probably the least digested micronutrient you know compared to carbs and fats because it's Mm -hmm. so easy when you you're going getting fast foods or even just making stuff at home it's so easy to um overeat the uh, carbs and, and fats just because it's like easily handed to you you know bread yeah. and pastas and cheeses and all that all that fun stuff so I would say you know definitely be more mindful of that more intentional about how you're structuring your meals prioritize proteins in every meal and and just think of having a more well-balanced daily uh, food routine you know um and one of the things that i like to say and one of my the coaches remind me is to eat the rainbow you know so incorporate a lot of colors to your meals so different fruits and vegetables that'll help you get get the micronutrients that you need your vitamins and minerals right and those in turn will form like the total calories that you're supposed to eat within a day yeah and i think people should also be aware of how food makes them feel Mm-hmm. just because yeah. if you're also being very strict which I never really got to that point because I I love food I mean I think everyone likes food <laughs> but like some people have a very negative relationship with food but for me if I'm not happy when I'm with what I'm eating then it's canceled like I'm not gonna do this anymore you know what I mean I right. it's like okay if we die tomorrow like you're gonna regret not eating good <laughs> and if you're like just eating just to eat because of like fitness I don't think that's a way to live life in my opinion if you have like a goal or something you're training for a competition that's completely different but for a lifestyle I Correct. think you should incorporate just the best the best you can give yourself in terms of nutrients and taste if you don't like a certain vegetable like don't force yourself to eat that right so that's something I also like tell clients is you know you don't have to incorporate foods especially vegetables or fruits that you don't care for because then that's going to be Uh, it's going to make it harder, right? You're going to be dreading eating your next meal. You want to look forward to eating your your next meal. Right, exactly. And um, so the whole point about, you know, a lifestyle change is making it, um, what are they, you know, making it look appealing. Yeah. You know, for, for you, so that you're not setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So do you have cheat days? I call I, I like to call them treat treat so meals okay, specifically. I like that. And yeah, and because a lot of people, you know, when they say cheat, they tend to think more negatively of food, which is something that I like to also teach. There's no like good or bad in food, right? So us as people, we tend to apply that connotation on food. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I like to think of it more so as things that give you more, um, are more nutritionally uh, beneficial for the body. But my answer is yes, I do have treat meals. So like yesterday, my family and I, we went out for some mini golf and then we had, I had a burger. Usually my go-to is a burger or a pizza. That's usually my go-to for a treat meal. But, then I'll, but before then, I'll usually plan out because I'll have that for dinner. So anything before then, I'll make sure that I get at least enough protein. I'll meet my protein goal for the day, have some, you know, vegetables and fruits to kind of get those micronutrients in. 
to balance out the whole day versus just looking forward to that one meal and then binging out on that last, you know, because you're starving and you didn't fuel yourself enough throughout the day. And, (laughs) you know, you're just eating everything and anything. I think also for me, sometimes I think doing the best in the situation is healthy too. Like if you don't, like if you eat out a lot, make the best choices in the moment and maybe don't say yes to certain things. Or Mm -hmm. I don't like, I have like this thing against salt (laughs) because I don't like the Mm -hmm. taste of salt. But when I eat out, I'm like, okay, I don't want, I ask them for no salt. Or like you get, you can like get have to go because usually portion sizes are very huge. And Mm -hmm. there are little things you can do that are minor but can make a difference with portion control and nutrition and subbing out instead of getting fries you can get broccoli if you want Mm -hmm. that but if you don't want to do that then fuck that you know what I mean like right don't you're not forced to exactly yeah but if you have a goal and like you actually care about your health and it's not about only looking a certain way which I want to preach it's like about feeling healthy feeling alive feeling like you can conquer the day because when you eat shit you feel like shit Mm-hmm. and it weighs yeah. you down so it should be part of your lifestyle it sh- really shouldn't be looked down upon with like people judging you for what you eat because I feel like we should move toward everyone trying to be healthy it's like when you right. are trying to be healthy people talk shit and they like judge you for it but it's like dude do you not care about yourself <laughs> like I care <laughs> yeah, about that's myself. the frustrating part you know and um I remember I mean my sister and Jake my husband they're funny because when we went through or when I went through that whole broccoli chicken and rice phase right I I kind of roped them into it not willingly but or voluntarily but they ended up in the same um meal plan as I was just because I was the one prepping most of the food so yeah (laughs) and um I know it's funny because now with how more uh, I guess flexible I am with my meals and the fact that I'm okay going out and eating out and joining in with them um they're like wow Nicole you've come a long way you know and Jake (laughs) used to make comments like what happened to the the fun Nicole and I'm like well she's not here anymore (laughs) (laughs) you know but it's really just about um it's realizing that food is not the enemy it's okay to enjoy yourself here and there and then I guess that leads into my my other point of you know making good choices or how people get make good choices throughout the week and then during the weekends they kind of just binge out and do everything and anything they they look forward to the weekends because because they're like oh this is my chance to to cheat right they look yeah. at the cheat day or cheat weekend where they basically eat back all the calories that they were restricting throughout the weekdays yeah um, which is counterproductive you know so it's really just about finding a nice balance and if one thing I like to say to my clients is if you're craving something um one an option could be go to the store and find like a single serving size have that enjoy it and move on you know because the more you deprive yourself of those foods the more you'll crave it. And then eventually when you finally do have it, you'll end up binging. And I've been there. I mean, I, I am a sucker for snacks or like cookies and Oreos. So Oreos are almost like my kryptonite. So once I, (laughs) I have, if I, if I deprive myself of that, when I finally do, I can eat a whole tray. Really? Yeah. And at the end, of course, it's not going to be fun because you feel like shit. But in the moment, you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. And you almost it's like psychologically, you're like, oh, if I if I don't have all these, I won't be able to have it later on, which isn't the case, you know? Yeah. For me, usually if I have the idea of something that I want to eat and I eat it, I not that I feel guilty because I ate it. It just didn't hit right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's the idea of it rather than actual feeling that you get. And then I'm like, why did I even eat that? Because it tasted bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's the tricky part, too, about when, um, especially when you eat out, right? If you eat out often, you, you can't guarantee that you're going to get something that's going to satisfy your palate. So yeah, um, that's something I think cooking from home is very beneficial one because you know what ingredients go into it what seasoning you know the portion control and adding like the extra oils and salt and all that stuff 
Um, and then when you do go out, you'll be able to tell the difference. Cause like for me, I do now season my foods, <laughs> but when I go out, um, I can tell when something is like heavily salted or you can yeah, even tell when exactly. they just add too much oils and, um, it kind of just turns you off, you know? Yeah. And the more you eat healthier, the more your palate just gets like refined because mm -hmm. I try to eat very healthy but not like super, super, super healthy. But sometimes when I'm eating something, it tastes like chemicals. I don't know how to explain it. Like a smoothie. Like you think all these places are healthy. Like let's say Smoothie King or there's like a bunch mm -hmm. of other places. But for me, it tastes disgusting. Like I literally can taste the chemicals. Like they add shit for you to be addicted to it. And they add sugar when you shouldn't have to add sugar to fruit. Mm -hmm. So also there's a lot of fake healthy foods and people think they're doing the right thing by buying everything that says low fat or no fat zero trans fat but if you look at the ingredients there are other ingredients that aren't good for you like fake sugars and it sucks because you're trying so hard but you're really getting misinformation and to me I preach just whole foods like try to eat as much as possible like actual meat actual you know veggies and fruits and do your research, but eating out also is, like, not good. Like you said, they add a lot of stuff in it. The portion size is not the recommended portion size. And mm -hmm. she's getting expensive now, so definitely eating at home is the better option. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, and, and a lot of people want the quick fix, right? So anything that's, um, th yeah. that comes out as healthier, low-carb, low-fat, low, you know, this and that, it's just um sometimes yeah it's actually more um I guess kind of productive to have them because you're not paying attention like you said to all the other ingredients that are part of it you know yeah and it's all just marketing at the end of the day those people mm -hmm. don't care about you at all mm -hmm. they're just trying to sell their product so yes for sure definitely um eat more whole foods you know that's where you're going to get um all your vitamins and your minerals and your micronutrients and then in turn you know get getting sufficient amount of protein in because um if you're looking to you know build muscle or look uh quote-unquote toned you know the goal is to get sufficient amount of protein to help fuel those muscles so that they can grow get stronger um and give you that toned look that you're looking for yes so to talk about your other point, talking about being toned, let's talk about cardio versus weights. I used to just do weights because I'm like, fuck cardio. Like, I don't want cardio. Like, I don't need to lose weight at the time when I was skinny. But recently I started doing cardio and now I'm trying to do a mile every time that I do cardio. So I definitely see a difference also in how I feel because I kind of want to do more cardio in a way mm -hmm. there's like a different high that you get from cardio for sure and I think it really depends on your goal you know um, I think well I put that mainly because like for, for instance in the beginning of my journey I stuck to strictly like 20 minutes on the elliptical 20 minutes on the on the bike 20 minutes on the treadmill and that would be my workout for the day which I, I see pretty often now too you know and it's um i think cardio is <laughs> highlighted you know in social media as like the only way to lose weight um but i think yeah definitely applying weights into your workout routine because again if we're trying to get stronger if you want that toned look the only way to get that toned look is to lift weights um and and to gain some muscle right and then i guess i didn't write this down but people i think females especially are afraid of lifting weights because they do not want to look bulky right or look like a man okay <laughs> Which... but my thing that is so ridiculous because regardless the girls that look quote unquote manly they work so hard and they mm -hmm. literally make this a lifestyle and genetics sometimes do play a part of it so sometimes it's right. easier for some people to gain muscle but 
at the same time, you can't, you like, even if you wanted to look like these girls, you could never, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're supplementing with probably like, you know, like fitness supplements, whatever. You don't know what they're doing. So regardless, at the end of the day, I think that lifting weights makes you look more womanly. It gives you curves. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's one of the things, you know, if, if you're, if you're overeating and you're applying weights in the gym, then yes, you may get, you may look a little bulky just because you have an extra layer of fat on top of the muscles that you're building. So, you know, that's where, again, going into your nutrition, again, plays a big part in finding a nice balance, making sure that you're not eating more calories than you're actually burning off. I think people just say that though, as an excuse, like, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to look like a man, Mm -hmm. but Bitch, you're not even doing shit. You're not even like working out or lifting weights. So you don't even know. And the, yeah, it's a ne- lack of knowledge that they have in the whole fitness um, world because too often that's what you see, right? Mostly you see men um, and females in, in the bodybuilding world. When you think fitness, you think bodybuilding. At least I did in the beginning. And even from experience right now i'm on a build it is very hard to strategically build muscle um, and it takes a long time so for people to be afraid of that is not uh, it's not really a knock on them because they don't know but it shouldn't be a reason to um, yeah to not, start yeah, to not do it right find exactly. what works for them mm-hmm. yeah so applying weights and definitely and thinking of the progressive overload concept, which is, you know, adding weight on the bar every, on a weekly basis. You literally train your muscles to like do shit. It's either to be weak or to be stronger. And then when you switch up that, you do your weeks, you have to switch it up again. You can't be doing the same thing. Like if you run a mile a day every day, your body's not gonna react to the 50th time you did the mile because it just gets used to it. So if you do it slowly over time, you gain more confidence because you're not just going heavy like the next day and then you know you can't do it. You work toward a goal and then you accomplish it and then you have to switch because your body is going to get used to it. Yeah. So finding a structured plan that gives you a workout for like a four week, four to five week strength block, right? So you do the same workouts for four weeks and each week the goal is to increase your weights, um, also to... Um, maybe better your form, your technique. Um, there's different ways to apply this progressive overload, but it's all, you know, it helps the body over time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you don't have a coach at the moment, a good way to do that, you can go on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I mean, now it's kind of tough to see which ones are more credible and which yeah. ones aren't. But I guess if in, in the beginning, find someone that maybe you would trust um go on to their if they have a youtube or on their page they'll, they'll give you probably like four different workouts on their page and follow that for four weeks and really make note every week of like what weight you used and how many reps you did or even just how you're feeling because like the first week will probably be a little challenging especially if you're just starting out so and then the following week you may take less rest breaks you know and then the following week, you may have more energy where you could do like three or four more reps, which means you got stronger. So really making note of all those little things to um, apply that progressive overload concept. Yeah, and I think that actively trying to lift heavier over time is good because I, for the longest, I would just do curls with, I remember when I couldn't even do like five and then I was doing like 10 easily. Now I can do like 20 with a little bit of struggle, but if I I never would have known I could do 20s or 17.5s if I never tried. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do right now currently is like switching it up and doing things I never did before. Yeah. And you'll notice too. So like for three weeks, if you're doing curls for 15 pounds uh, for the same amount of reps, say 15 reps, and then um, by week three, it doesn't even it doesn't feel challenging anymore you're not even breaking a sweat and that means you've gotten stronger and you should definitely um challenge yourself by increasing their weight or you can also try um adding more reps to your set you know that's a good way to do it too for sure yeah that's cool and also your other point is people expect quick results yeah i mean i think it's you know people come in to start their fitness journey 
they they're going strong for about three four weeks and they're like oh, i'm not seeing any changes but um really you know how how long did it take for you to get into the physical or like health state you are currently you can't expect quick results and in, in turn you should also think of it's a lifestyle uh, lifestyle change right so think longevity we're thinking of 10 15 20 years from now so if you have to have a slower start to help um, keep it um, maintainable then that's okay you know unless you have a specific goal of maybe if you want to hit the stage or do a powerlifting meet then maybe you you can um, that's when you should maybe hire a coach someone who's more uh, knowledgeable on how to apply their principles you know to change your body to help you get stronger in a shorter amount of time versus you doing it on your own where it will probably take a little longer. Yeah. And I think with the results, people are in such a rush to look good, but I don't know. I do understand like the aesthetic of it, but there's things that have to go on internally for you to even look good. Like people pressing like, on losing weight that's like not the point of this if you're overweight yeah like you should lose weight but it should be about like your overall health like figure out like okay am I sleeping right like there's so many things that go into it am I drinking water for me because I lost I think like 15 to 20 ish pounds I didn't even really care about the weight I knew that I had to lose weight but it wasn't about that it was about my little baby steps that I accumulated over time and then I look back at pictures. And I'm like, damn, like I look so different, but I didn't obsess about really what I looked like or really anything. I just uh, didn't obsess about anything at all. I just showed up, did what I had to do, increased, you know, certain things over time. And I had results regardless. If you're obsessed about your weight, I feel like it's not going to happen. You just mm-hmm. have to like, do what you got to do, follow the plan and chill out, you know, like people right. get so seriously. It's like, I get like you're probably upset that you got to where you are now, but you just have to be very patient. Be patient, really embrace the journey and the process, you know, um, and I guess that, that falls uh, falls into the next point, which is just focusing solely on the scale or your weight. And um, the people have to realize that the scale is only a tool, one tool of like so many others, you know, that can gauge your process, uh, your progress. So, you know, a good way to track up progress could be by taking pictures, filming your workouts, um, how your clothes are fitting, yeah. how you're feeling, you know, your energy overall. Um, I had one client that would talk a lot about her weight because I, at one point we were weighing like every other day just to see like the, the scale trend, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, Nikki, I'm not, I'm not losing any weight or it's not moving. What am I doing wrong? And so I'm like, well, how are you feeling? How are your clothes feeling? Um, do you feel you're getting stronger? Last week we did this much on for deadlifts this week we did this much. So you are getting much stronger, you know? Um, how's your, just everything you know like it's so important for people to apply different forms of progress tools yeah to to track that you know so so that they don't get uh, stuck solely on the scale because if you're stuck only on one tool you're it's going to be discouraging when it's not moving in the direction that you want it to yeah i think people should also take measurements as well because that's ultimately what's gonna decide if you're gaining you know muscle or not and for me I didn't take enough photos I only have uh, like three photos of when I felt a little chunkier and then I Mm -hmm. have photos like after and there was like a long time that I didn't take photos I'm pretty sure it's because I felt like I didn't look that good and I would just delete them but Regardless, even if you look bad, if you feel like you look bad, just take them anyways. They're going to yes. be your before pictures. Just know right. that like, you won't ever always look like that. If you're doing the work, there's mm-hmm. no way you're not going to get results. And as for the weight, you can weigh a lot more, but be a lot leaner and have a smaller waist and have a bigger right. butt because your muscle takes up less space than fat does. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's uh, funny how that works. So definitely, yeah, taking a lot of progress photos, taking your measurements, um, are very beneficial. And that's a good point that you made too in taking photos, especially when you're not, even if you're not feeling great, it doesn't. It's you're not taking it for anyone else, right? You're not yeah. uh, taking it to post it on social media. You're taking it for yourself. So you. For me, especially on days that I'm not feeling my best or the time of the month is coming, but I know I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I do this every Sunday. Um, it just becomes a routine, you know? So I get on, um, I put on my bikini, put my, um, what do you call it? The, the phone up and I just take the photos. I take the specific uh, angles I want and then I'm done. I, sometimes I don't even look at it, but at least I have it in my phone. I have the date stamped and, and I'm good. You know, yeah, and then you know that that's just part of your process. Exactly. It's part of the process. And I would say that people shouldn't be cruel to themselves. Like if you're not happy with your body, don't hate on yourself. Because a lot of no, people yeah. feel like have a negative body image. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, then don't hate on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing what you are supposed to do. And like, don't right. put so much pressure on yourself. Because you're putting your energy into the wrong thing. Put your energy mm-hmm. in what you can control. And I feel like that just makes everything easier. And right. other point that you have is don't compare yourself to others. Because other people, right now, you don't know who has a BBL or who doesn't have a BBL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like who has breast implants. Because in the fitness industry, a lot of people do have breast implants. Yeah, And it's like, okay, they might look to you amazing, but you don't know how much they work hard or if they can go to the gym like literally three hours a day. You can't compare yourself to other people because you guys all live different lifestyles. You know, people have like different resources. People have different priorities. Just focus on yourself. Right. Yeah, focus Focus on on yourself. If you did better than you did last month or last week or the day before. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just even setting yourself up with people who will help keep you accountable, you know, and um, it's not, and, and feeling safe with people that you know that you can trust within your journey that'll help encourage you. And it, it's, it's like not a competition, you know, they're there to push you and help you do better and get stronger and feel more confident um, within your yourself. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is being confident and also your abilities to get things done. Because sometimes I used to never really push myself because I was just, you know, like just working on my own and I didn't really have a goal or I was just doing it, you know, because it's part of my lifestyle. But now I'm like trying to push myself and I'm like, damn, like I we've talked about this, but I was starting to shoot like the mile last week. The first day, which I decided to do it because it was the first day of August, and I'm like, fuck it. Like, I've been doing cardio for a while now. I'd do 10 minutes before my workout. Before, I could never even do, like, five minutes. I would just tell myself, like, stop. Like, I would get a cramp, but I feel like that's just my mind telling me to, like, not keep on going. But Mm -hmm. now, okay, I do 10 minutes, and I kind of want more. I want to challenge myself. So the first day, I just wanted to finish it and I think I did it in like 14 30 and it wasn't slow slow but like it wasn't super fast but my priority was just to get it done then Tuesday I literally was like I don't want to do this like should I just do 10 minutes and then I'll just do the mile Monday Wednesday Friday I was literally like thinking that then I'm like no fuck it like shut the fuck up and like mm-hmm. do it and I did a little faster then Wednesday I did it even a little bit faster Thursday I didn't really have like any negative thoughts and I did it faster. And then Friday, I'm like, fuck it. I want to do this shit as fast as I can. And I shaved off like three minutes, which probably to other people like is not that much because I wasn't running that fast. But on Friday, I did 1130 around there. Mm-hmm. But now I know. Which like, is pretty fast, man. I would say average, you know, mile. But again, even to, like that, just making that comment, it may not be fast to other people, but who cares? Yeah, for who you, cares? that's a fast for you. You know, you made the effort to try and run your fastest mile you're not comparing it to anyone else's you're comparing it to your starting point you know your what was it 13 14 minutes you said 14 yeah yeah <laughs> 14 yeah so yeah. that's that's awesome you know and you were able to keep yourself accountable just by ha- keeping record again of that you you made note of your very first time running that mile and that i think that's what kelp uh, helped keep you motivated throughout the whole week 
Yeah. And other people, I could be like, okay, this person runs a mile at eight minutes, whatever. But I don't know how long they've been trying. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't, you never know what goes on behind closed doors with other people. So you know what goes on behind your closed doors. So just focus on you and being better than you were literally the day before. Yes, exactly. Yeah, don't worry about what everyone else has to say. Your wins are your wins, uh, which leads to our, our next one, right? Celebrate small wins. So that could be a small win for you, shaving down three minutes, or, or it could be a big win. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're still celebrating it, and you should. Uh, you put that time and that effort to try and accomplish it, and you did. Um, and, you know, other ways to celebrate small wins are also by filming your workouts and really seeing how your form with your the different exercises have progressed over time. Yeah, that's true. You know? I'm starting to do that now. And I regret not ever doing it. If I would have literally imagine if we would have recorded ourselves like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We would have been like, damn, like we are literally whole new people. Like who would have thought? If I was like what, eighteen when I started or seventeen, if I would have like known what I would look like now, I'd be like, damn, you know, like I would have been so proud of myself. But I don't have real pictures throughout mm-hmm. to compare to yeah, yeah. To compare to yeah so definitely taking those small wins writing it you know share it um however you want to celebrate it and you should definitely continue to keep note of all those it'll be beneficial i think in the long run yeah and i think that when you post stuff when for me too like people are inspired to improve their own fitness lifestyle or whatever like I don't really ever want to be like showing off or anything which I don't think people really take that as like me when I post but people do get inspired by the things you do so your little small win can really help someone else Mm -hmm. right and filming your workouts can help someone else realize like okay I should be doing it this way because that it's a better form Mm -hmm. so in the end I feel like we should all just be helping each other and to the other point is some people don't have a purpose. You need to figure out your why. And now I feel like for the longest time, like I didn't really have a purpose, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I want to get better. Like I've made it to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I can do even more. And I want to see where I can get, like what I can get as a result of like what I'm doing and the little things that I add on. Mm-hmm. And I used to go to the gym without a purpose. Like literally I wouldn't have a plan. I would just do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it does help a little bit, but if you're, you should always try to work towards something, even if it's just that day. Right. I want to lift like five pounds more, or I want to do three more sets. Okay. So tell me what your why is. My why. Well, it's kind of, um, so one, I'm one, I'm the oldest of three girls, right? Uh, the oldest sibling of three girls. And I'm also the oldest grandchild of 11 grandchildren, majority female, both sides are predominantly females. And going into this I felt like I had a role to play especially in their lives right my little cousins my sisters just setting the example leading from the front um showing them that girls can be strong too girls can hang out in the same you know uh weight room as the guys and we don't have to be afraid of uh belittling ourselves or being in the background just because we're we're females we can we can run right alongside the men you know, so it's like also just not being afraid of wanting to be strong. Yeah. Um, and and just really embracing who you are overall. Yeah. And who you can be in your potential. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I started going to the gym, I was 17, I think. I was a senior in high school. I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't really, I wasn't real, like really wasn't intimidated by the men in the gym. Even though I was, like, tiny. Like, I could have been intimidated, but, like, I didn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I would just go work out. And being in a room with men and me not giving a fuck gave me so much confidence. Because I'm like, I'm here, too. I'm little. I'm scrawny. But I'm here, too, bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And now, like, I see a lot of women at the gym now. But back then, that really wasn't a thing. That was, like, in the beginning of social media. And I just felt like as I started seeing results... I gained more and more confidence, but just being in the same place as other people 
it either is going to set you back because you're going to be intimidated or you're going to want to like in a way be like them or get stronger or you know what I mean like if you're in a room with like rich people and you feel poor you're either going to want to be rich or just stay poor and I think that comes with um, confidence within yourself you know and going back to not comparing yourself to others and say instead of saying oh um you know I wish I was like them or they got it easy it's like oh how do I get there exactly yeah yeah. being motivated motivated by the people around you even though you're not talking so like we used to go to um 24-hour fitness 20 uh 5 a.m in the morning jake and i and um we would see the same people every day um monday to saturday you know at the same time and although we don't we don't talk we don't know each other personally the fact that we see each other every day see each other working you know on our own goals that was enough to we had like this common bond right unspoken bond because yeah we're all exactly. suffering at the same time that yeah. is so true I go to the gym also in the mornings which we'll t- touch on later because of like I think going to the gym in the mornings is the best thing ever but you see the same exact people every day and then like mm-hmm. sometimes when people are missing I'm like damn like I haven't seen that one lady in like forever or like they come back and it's like you wonder about like their lives or you know what I mean right yeah you have like nothing yeah. else to think about but it's like the same exact people and it's like I love it because it's, in a way, familiarity and, like, comforting. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's, like, for sure. And then you're also there. So, it's, like, do they think, you know what I mean? Do I? They're, like, I'm, like, a little background person in their life. But it's, like, every day, like, the first people I see in the morning. Mm-hmm. Especially. Yeah. And we see each other. It's just, like, a, a quick nod or a wave. And that's about it. Or, like, so, when and then when COVID happened course that pretty much cut all our conversation and seeing every you know the same people every day 24 7 um and now when I see some of those people that I used to on on a daily basis it's like uh it's almost like a I don't know like almost like excitement right because like oh you're still here this is cool (laughs) like hey and they remember you too you know and and they acknowledge you and again they don't may not know your name um, but you just remember your face and the, the energy maybe that you put into the space at that time, uh, which is pretty cool, I would say. Yeah, and I've seen people that I used to see like 10 years ago, like this one guy, he used to be overweight and now like he's fit and it's cool seeing people over time and they probably mm-hmm. see you over time and it's just weird because it's like no one talks about it, but it's a thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. Like um and but yeah overall it is pretty cool just to have that's what I've always really liked about group settings or just like group workouts team workouts and then just like that going to the gym seeing a group of people the same people every single day because they in they're motivating you indirectly you know exactly whether they're they're encouraging you or not just seeing them push you like oh this 80 year old man is doing this much on the leg press okay I can probably push a little harder today yeah, and it's, like, these people are there every day. So it's, like, fuck, if I don't go today, like, I'm sucking, you know? Because, like, they're literally here every time I go. They probably don't miss a day. And you want to be those people, especially when they're older. You're, like, I want I want to be those people when I'm old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that could be your why also, you know? And just um, wanting to be able to be functional at a certain age and um, you know if you're someone who wants to have kids and eventually grandkids do you want to be able to move around with them at 60 70 years old maybe not as well as you would when if you were 20 right but still you'd still be able to move around and be active yeah that's true so to your other point the aesthetically focused goals versus performance goals let's talk about that I think that wraps up pretty much some of the same thing points we made earlier um, about the scale and just wanting to look a certain way. If you're so focused on wanting to have a big butt or abs or, you know, um, an hourglass shape, one, you may not get that because of genetics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two, um, again, aesthetically fo- focused goals, those are so superficial and um, say you do get those, uh, you do reach that goal. Will you be happy or will you be wanting more? You know, will you want to be, be changing more of yourself um, aesthetically? You know, so 
so, and if you don't reach that, then what? Does that mean that you put all your time and effort into nothing? Um, I think that's why it's also important to focus on your performance goals. So, uh, so like yours is running your mile, right? That's a performance goal. How well, how fast can I run my mile and how quickly can I get to maybe, I'm not sure what the fastest mile is, <laughs> the, the average fastest mile is right at the moment, but you know, that could be your goal, your performance goal. Mine is um, trying to hit a um, 200 pound front squat at the yeah. moment because I, I hit I hit 181 for five reps a couple weeks ago and which is 20 pounds away from 200 so if I can hit one that's pretty cool you know make note of performance goals that will keep you motivated throughout your weeks throughout your strength blocks um, just to help keep you going you know and know that you are and it helps you realize that you're much stronger and more capable than you think yes and also about weight Sometimes you you can't just get a big butt and everything else is going to be skinny. Mm-hmm. People <laughs> want to lose weight in certain parts, but you have to lose weight overall. And that's right. a misconception that people aren't aware of. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you can gain you can gain a big butt, but like you said, overall, will you be happy with staying at the same weight and having a bigger butt? <laughs> yeah, like for me, if I have a bigger butt, if it's just based on fat, I'm going to have a bigger fupa. <laughs> like you're you can't just bought lose weight in your arms you know what I mean so you have to just be fit overall and be very realistic about what it really means to be aesthetic or to have a to have certain goals because when I'm fit it's like okay I might be skinnier am I okay with that or Mm -hmm. if I want a butt am I okay with a little bit extra rolls yeah, yeah, that's also important. You know, aesthetically, if we're trying to gain muscle, people have to be really comfortable with gaining weight or seeing the scale go the opposite direction than what they're normally used to. Um, yeah, I think setting performance goals are super important. So I, I think that's great that what you have right now, especially for your mile, is going to be helpful for you in the long run. It's a good start. Yeah. So also about the no days off mentality, doing too much. People like don't have rest days, and I think that's not good. For sure. I mean, in the beginning, um, with me as well, it's like okay, I have to go seven days a week, maybe six days a week, two hours in the gym. You know, which is uh, unrealistic. If you're if you have a specific goal to get stronger, maybe again, like even like your mile time, right? Um, or even aesthetically focused goals, those all require some type of rest in between. <laughs> now, um, if you, you're you working out just to work out to get more movement in, say like 30 minutes a day of like light, um, like low intensity workouts, then that's fine. But if you have a specific goal in mind, then definitely incorporating rest days and really embracing and enjoying those rest days are important because it'll allow your body to, um, you know, rest and recoup so that the following session you can push just as hard. Yeah, people should also live their life because, yeah, you might be trying to be fit for your family, but damn, are you even spending time with your family? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people yeah. don't know where to draw the line. Yeah, and that, that, that's something I had to teach one of my clients too. She was always like, okay, I have to do this this long or, you know, even on the days that I give her off, she's doing something active, but sometimes it's um, hard on the body, which, and her body could be trying to fight. It's like, you know, it's resisting what she's trying to do. You know, if you're trying to lose weight and all that stuff, then, um not giving your body the rest will actually be detrimental to what you're trying to work towards. Yeah, I saw a quote the other day that said, if you don't give your body a rest day, your body will force a rest day on you. Yeah, yeah. Sickness, injury. um, (laughs) And the last thing you want is to be forced to do something, right? You want to choose to take the day off. (laughs) That's what I, I like to say, at least. Yeah, and enjoy your day off, too. Right. Yeah. And um, 
and I guess that goes into finding a nice routine, right? Find what works best for you. You don't have to work out five days a week and take two rest days off, which like most, you know, most do, most bodybuilders and whatnot. Um, three days a week is, it, it really ha- depends on what your life situation looks like, right? What your current daily routine looks like. And if you want to think longevity and really making it a lifestyle change you don't want to incorporate um, incorporate workouts in the mornings if you just finish working a 16-hour shift yeah you know? if it's better for you to get that rest and then get into working out right before maybe a, your next shift then that's okay um, but it's all about you know finding what works best for you so that it looks appealing like we said in the very beginning right make make it work for you so that you're excited to do it and you're not dreading it in the end because then that's just setting yourself up for failure yeah and I think having a routine just talking about do it the same time every day or have a plan because I personally like the mornings because I wake up I go to the gym I go to work and then after work I have all the free time but Mm -hmm. sometimes if I did it after work just based on my nine to five type of job sometimes I wouldn't go after work because I would stay late or I just didn't feel like it and that just didn't work for me I wasn't that consistent but if you know that there's like a time and a place to go to the gym then it's easier to not have to think about it yeah yeah and that's why I also like my morning uh, workouts too because I get that done I have my 8 to five thirty job also and then after I have my you know I break out some time at least three hours to train clients in the evening so that I can just focus on them but if I'm so worried about getting my own stuff done that's not not going to balance out you know so I'd rather get it done in the mornings know that I took that time for myself and then I'm good for the rest of the day yeah for sure I love the I love like how my lifestyle changed just even by waking up because there that led to a lot of other healthy habits. So people don't know like what it could lead them to, you know, and like just me going to going to the gym in the mornings led me to making sure I go to sleep at a certain time, which made me have a very healthy sleep schedule. And yeah, that your priorities change. Yeah, and those are things that you kind of have to build over time. Because sometimes I wouldn't really want to wake up because I knew that I didn't get enough sleep the night before. And now I sleep deeper. Like, I go to sleep in, like, five minutes from laying down. I wake up, and I'm still trying to wake up even earlier. So, but looking back at, like, where I started, I definitely am proud of myself, for sure. Yeah, and you should be. And that's good that you're seeing some positive results and changes based on those choices that you're making, you know. Um, But that goes also back to if 5 a.m. workouts do not work for you, then don't get up at 5 a.m. If if afternoons work best for you, middle of the day work best for you, then do that. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Exactly. Um, That's not like the set blueprint on how to lose weight or having a successful fitness journey. It's about, yeah. you know, incorporating it in your own current life um, that will make it sustainable in the long run. And also we should talk about other things that people can do if they don't like lifting weights. Maybe they just are intimidated and that's why they don't do it, but you can do like Pilates, you can do dance classes, you can walk, you can jog, do yoga do yoga there are different things that you can do to incorporate it into your life that are going to be very beneficial not just for yeah. your, not just for your physical health but also for like your mental health for sure i mean yeah the, um fitness is not you know strictly lifting weights again if yeah. you you don't care to lift weights and you you would prefer to do yoga on a daily basis that's fine you know find whatever movement works best for you yeah. Um, and if you have a specific goal, then you start looking into different avenues, right, to start incorporating into your day. But um, if you're just looking to stay active and find something that makes you feel good, then even like just going to a spin class, that's fine. Um, CrossFit works, but that's also weights, you know, just find something that 
that you will look forward to that will keep you active keep you moving um i think that's that's the key really to a successful fitness health journey yes for sure so what are your non-negotiables my non-negotiables so um one would be taking my measurements in the morning weighing myself because that's part of once I get up I weigh myself take my measurements working out I have my hour hour and a half workout five days a week Um, planning my meals in advance because right now I'm tracking my macros so I plan my meals the evening before so that the next day there's no guessing I can just wake up I know what I'm having for breakfast I know what I'm having for lunch and everything you know um and making sure i'm getting all my water in you know at least because i have i'm not sure how big my hydro flask is but i have at least two full hydro flask bottles so i think it's like four four to five bottles of water a day (laughs) i think the goal is usually like six to eight maybe so if i get at least two of my hydro flask I feel accomplished. That's good. I, for me, the only kind of non-negotiable is my little, well, first it was 10 minutes of cardio and then now it's going to be the mile. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to wake up every day. Sometimes I can't wake up because I'm just tired. I just let myself just go to sleep. And, but I realized that the days that I don't wake up for the gym and I snooze and then I wake up, I usually am kind of late for work so it didn't really help for anything and I'm tired the whole day so me my non-negotiables like I definitely want to go to gym every Monday through Friday that's Mm -hmm. where I feel the most energized and then when I go to the gym I come home with enough time to make breakfast before I used to never eat breakfast at all I would rather sleep 10 more minutes than eat breakfast now Mm -hmm. I eat like a legit breakfast so that's my non-negotiable too like eating breakfast when to me that wasn't a thing before yeah, and that's good. I mean, that's I think that's pretty much set you up for where you are now, right? You feel yeah. better, um, and you're not going to work starving. You have a nice routine, meal routine, especially to fuel your body throughout the day versus, um, you know, going hours without eating and eventually, you know, I don't know if you've o- overeaten before, but that's you know that that's what happens. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because your non-negotiables now could be in the future like the bare minimum like to me I know there's more I want to do it's not this isn't just it like there's I want to push myself more maybe in a year I'm gonna have other goals Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna look completely different but I think people should always strive to do better Mm -hmm. and not really to be perfect because I know I have a perfectionist mentality that's sometimes very bad Mm -hmm. and can be debilitating (laughs) but people should just try to do what they can to be better you know right than they were the day before and don't put exactly. too much pressure on yourself and just have fun in life you should have fun yeah it's about um wanting to be one percent better every day you know and if you you know set a priority list or a checklist of things that you want to work on and just work on one thing a day one thing a week whatever it is as long as you mark it off you're good you know Um, because if you prioritize so many things at one time then it can be a little stressful and overwhelming and then in turn you sometimes you just tend to give up exactly thank you so much for the conversation I think people can learn a lot because also a lot of this was things that we've naturally just experienced and I feel like if we can save people the time the 10 years of you know trial and error definitely it's beneficial and let us know where they can find you and the programs that you offer um so you can find me on instagram my personal one is nikki libria n-i-k-k-i-l-e-b-r-i-a and the my business one is libria fitness l-e-b-r-i-a-f-i-t-n-e-s-s um you'll see my libria fitness that's where i showcase all my clients and all the females that i work with and then um on my personal side that's where i post my own lifts and um lifestyle stuff and as far as programs i do have one-on-one training in person and group training classes um i have some 
open spots currently during the week. So if you are interested, go ahead and um, send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I have group classes on Saturdays and Sundays at 8 a.m. There's a specific location where I have them, which is uh, awesome. It's um, a specific personal training gym where we pretty much have the space to ourselves in the morning, which I love. So if you're interested, just hit me up and we'll go from there. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we can do another episode in the future. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. Bye.